Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Annika Wilson is about to come on and blow your mind to help you expect and own the abundance that is here and now and even more on its way to you. So definitely stay tuned if you're amplifying your abundance. And I also want to acknowledge you because you are becoming your greatest possible self. You showed up here and now, whether you're watching this live or replay, YouTube, podcast, whatever the case might be. Thank you for being here. And whatever your sources of inspiration, empowerment, and greatness are, stay plugged in. Whether it's podcasts, YouTube, going to live events, hiring or working with coaches, uh, tuning into Facebook groups, watching people's social media feeds, whatever that is, whatever step, whatever stage you're at, stay plugged in because that's how you keep growing and going on the journey to becoming your greatest possible self. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. Let's see who is by this week. It is dblue702. Awesome podcast. Chris is one of the most passionate and driven people I know. His show is a must listen. Absolutely it is. dblue, thank you so much for giving us that review. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergpscom forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. I'm going to introduce Annika in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. This woman is going to be like fast and furious and dropping knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb. She's taking massive action, putting together amazing live events, uh, virtual uh, summits, just doing some amazing things. So you want to follow people who are doing what you want to do. And she is crushing it, crushing it. So definitely stay tuned all the way through to the end of this interview because one of these ideas has the power to change everything for you. Annika Wilson has always been a trailblazer. A woman before her time, she started working in advocacy at the age of 14, followed by a career in law enforcement and social services. While pursuing her master's degree in psychology, she was struck with a life-threatening illness that changed the trajectory of her life. Upon recovery, she started two businesses, married her love from 20 years prior, and decided to live instead of just existing. She prides herself as a military wife, a recovering single mother, and a strategist. She is the co-owner of NBG Solutions, a real estate investment company. She's the CEO of Nobody Greater LLC, and she is a founder of A Woman's World, online community for women, curator of the podcast, uh, podcast your voice, wait, hold on, curator of Women of Impact conference series. She hosts her podcast, Your Voice, uh, Your Power with Annika, Your Voice, Your Power with Annika, and shares inspiration, information, and resources wherever she can. Her passion is people, unity, collaboration, and elevation. Her education, tests, and testimonies are unique and power-filled understanding the complexities of life, love, pain, hardship, and a lack of resources. Annika wants to ensure that no one suffers in silence, no one is left behind, and that no one is lost in the shuffle 
of life. And we are blessed to have Annika Wilson with us here today. Annika, are you ready to rock the house? I'm ready to rock it. Boom! We're now live on Become Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you so much for being here, Annika. We're going to dive right into the theme of today, which is a foundation of faith. What does that mean for you, Annika? The foundation of faith. Let me tell you, um, I am a faith-filled woman. Faith has brought me a long way, and everything that I do is based on faith. Mm-hmm. And I really like to to connect faith and foundation because if you don't have faith in anything, whether it be whoever you feel your creator is, yourself, something, somebody, somewhere, you have to believe in something. And if you don't believe in anything, then you are destined to fail. So. I, I just, I just know that I, I just, I owe it all to faith and you have to, if you're a visionary, you have to have faith, yep. you know, faith is the unseen. It's what you can't scientifically prove, but it's something out there that you know is going to provide results. And so I just know that I am faith filled and I hope that everybody else is too. And if you're not, you need to get some. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Annika. So I mentioned a little bit about what you're doing, the work that you're doing today, but you got you got all kinds of things going on. What do you want people to know about you and the work that you're doing today? I want people to know that I don't really have a title. I change my title every day because all I know is that I'm different. I know that I was, I'm a unicorn. I was that person that growing up, everybody was like, you think outside of the box, you need to get with the program, you need to conform. And I'm like, conform who? Conform what? What does that work? Nope, not interested. And so I just, you know, two years ago, I fired my boss, decided that I was starting a business. And I, my business has changed so much. My conferences, the things that I do, um, they evolve. You know, mm-hmm. I, I adapt to the times. I adapt to the needs, you know, I adapt to the demands, but my goal, you know, one thing that has been consistent is that I have always been a servant leader. Mm -hmm. I have always been a people person. I've always been a person of service. And so in everything that I do, it's not about monetary gain to me. It's about changing people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to be the person that I wish I had in my life, my whole life. And so that is my goal and my aspiration every day. Wow. Annika's is, is beautiful and we're going to get into all that great stuff and really diving into expecting abundance as a main message today. Before that, we're going to go back into your journey and talk about what was it like to get here. You're mentioning um, some challenges, hardships, PTSD in the last conversation, like so much mm-hmm. that you have grown through. Uh, let's mm-hmm. take us on that journey. Where does it begin for you? Oh, well, well, I am a military brat of two Air Force parents that divorced when I was six years old and the divorce was brutal. Um, Our house burnt down when I was six years old. Um, Things just have never been okay. It's Mm -hmm. always been uh, chaotic. And, you know, growing up, people used to always say you always have drama and it wasn't, you know, self-inflicted drama. It was life drama. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so from, you know, our house catching on fire to relocating from New York to Florida to, to everything, you know, from those types of things, you know, then at 14, I uh, was sexually assaulted and was wound up pregnant. Um, And, you know, from then on, it's just been a struggle. And somewhere around 35, after, you know, a divorce and three children and being a single mom for 10 years, and, you know, I had promoted in the prison system, 
very rapidly, but had to walk away from my career from an abusive relationship. You know, it was either the safety of my children or, you know, my career. And, you know, it seems like as a single parent, you know, I, I started my master's degree in 2009 and 10 years later, I'm still not done. I've been in one class since 2013. And the reason is because life kept happening. You know, I got pulmonary embolisms, diagnosed with fibromyalgia. They were looking for MS, lupus. I mean, I've been sick since the age of 19 and it's just been multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. And for five years, I was bedridden. I was disabled. I would start a job and couldn't, you know, I couldn't get past a four month mark of being employed and, and having my health and being able to get up and take care of my kids. I've been homeless twice. Um, and it's just, it's just been a journey. And 18 months ago, I married a guy from 20 years ago. And, um, he happens to be a Marine and it kind of just, I just started changing my attitude. I started saying yes to the things that I normally would say no to. I started believing that there had to be a change. And so with everything that happened to me, I sat down and I said, God, why me? You know, I used to always say, why me? Why me? Why me? And then finally I said, this is preparation. I'm chasing a degree and it's not about a degree. He's equipping me with what he needs me to do to go out there and do what he needs me to do. You know, I've worked, you know, for corporate, for nonprofits for 20 years in the prison, mental health, long-term care and dependency. You know, I've always been an investigator or a case manager. I've always been fixing people's lives, but for very little money and, you know, for very little recognition. And, you know, I always knew that there were there were uh, barriers mm-hmm. to the level of help I could provide in all of those jobs. I would come home and say, well, they just want me to fix this, but all of this needs to be fixed. Who's going to be there for them for that? And, you know, I always had these ideas of, you know, like when I get older, I'm gonna have a transitional home and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And, you know, it's like, you know, you think about things like if I hit the lotto, I'm going to do this. You know, if I get that, I'm gonna do that. And, I just started endorsing my crazy thoughts. And (laughs) then all of a sudden I had a business and then I had another one and then I'm flipping houses with my husband and then I have a podcast and then I'm like, we need a conference, but we need multiple, you know, and I just started (laughs) plucking away at it. And, you know, all of a sudden, two years later, here we are. So how fast you ran through that is just like the, the impact of each and every one of those things that you, you mentioned, like, mind mind blowing like first of all and how you just kept listing them off like i think some people go through life saying well there's not much good happening to me and there's not that much bad happening to me it sounds like you had a lot of really challenging difficult traumatic uh situations and grew through those were strengthened yes. through those were were um you know really fortified by those built like that pressure that creates the diamond and then uh, especially in the last 2 weeks or two 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 years, two weeks and two years. Uh, in the last oh, two right? years, <laughs> right? <laughs> in the last two years, um, how much you've accomplished in that short amount of time that people wish they could go do to put on a contract con- uh, conference, to put on a summit, to do these different things is just so freaking awesome. And multiple conferences, multiple things that you've done, uh, I think is just is really profound. What kept you going forward? What kept you driving? What, what did it evolve over time? Was it something that was in there from the beginning? The only thing that kept me going was that I was the only one that could take care of my kids. 
my kids, you know, are helpless in all of this. And no matter what happened to me, I felt like it was my first priority to protect them. And it's still my first priority because in the last two weeks, I've moved from Hawaii to Florida. And, you know, it's because <laughs> of my kids, you know, and it's like it, it's a thing where, you know, that's the commonality. And I tell people all the time I was very I've always been very confident in being a mother. It was the one thing that I wow. took pride in. I never put myself first. I never worried about me. It was never about where am I going? You know, I had goals, but they were always, you know, on the back burner compared to just being a mom and making sure that they're happy. Yeah. And then one day I realized that I have to be happy for them to be happy. And that's when the tables turn. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I did this all wrong all these years, <laughs> you know. And so I just started, you know, changing my perspective and the way that I saw things hmm. and, you know, kind of endorsing my own thoughts and giving myself permission. Mm. to to believe you know and to dream and to start executing those things because a lot of people say you know when my kids get grown you know I'm gonna mm. go back to school or you know when I do this I'm gonna do this and when I do this and I am the queen of procrastination and excuses and that's why nobody can tell me them because I got them and it's funny because you talk you you talk about my life but actually since I started the business the adversity has gotten worse you know, and it's, you know, attacking my marriage, attacking everything. And and it just goes to show that, you know, if, you know, you let the adversity win, you give up and then you can say, oh, it was because of this. Mm-hmm. But you got to understand that the, the the bigger the purpose on your life, the more adversity you're going to face. And that's why now people look at me and I swear, Chris, people used to think I was lying when I would say those things. You know, I'd be like, oh, you know, you know, I went through this. And they're like, yeah, right. You wouldn't look like that. And I'm like, what does that look like? What do- I have emphysema. I don't look like the commercial. You know, but I I smoked and that happened. I got diagnosed at 35. So it just goes to show that the perceptions of of concepts that we have, you know, of mental illness, Mm. of PTSD, of all these things, they're associated with things that are not accurate. You know, Mm. we have to understand that everything that is happening to us that we're hiding from, we have to ask for help because somebody else is going through it sitting right next to you and you have no idea and you're going through it alone, like Anissa Mm. said, Mm. you know? Wow. And Um, that's the thing that I try to to negate, you know, I want to dive into this conversation of shifting perspectives because I've heard it multiple times for you as that turning point. What does that what does that mean? How do we actually do that in practice? I got a sticky. I'm a sticky queen. Change your mind. Yes. It's that simple. You know, every time, everything that we do with life coaching and everything, everybody thinks, oh, it's all complicated and you got to have a program. You got to have this. You got to have that. Nope. It's simple. Change your mind. Just wake up one day and say, you know what? That's not working. Being negative Nancy is not working. Mm-hmm. You know, I am the queen of, I can find the negativity in anything. And then I started looking at the gains, you know, and mm-hmm. the growth. And I was like, because people kept coming to me and saying, Nika, you know how to get through this. Tell me how to do this, this, and this. And I was like, I'm that person everybody comes to. And I was like, oh, this is a thing. Because I used to get mad because people would call me during the day and I'm trying to work and they would want me to problem solve. And they would Mm -hmm. say, well, you did it. And I never realized I was surviving. I wasn't trying to help others. I was surviving. But in that, I learned so much. And Mm -hmm. I started putting the tools in my toolbox. You know, you got to take the tool and put it in your toolbox. And you put it in your toolbox. And every time you face something, you put it away. And then when you realize... You open up your toolbox and you have Lowe's and Home Depot in your pocket, you know, and it's like, oh, snap. <laughs> you need a screwdriver? You need a Phillips? Oh, I got a two by four, too, you know, <laughs> start building on it. And then you realize you're equipped, you know, and then you can help somebody else. And mm. so it's just in the attitude that you take towards something, mm. you know, change your mind. 
That's it. And don't wait for somebody else to change it. You do it. So what is what does that look like to change your mind? Does it change your mind about how we relate to it? Is it changing it from this is overwhelming, this is I'm stuck, I'm stopped into I'm going to find a solution, I'm going to ask for help, I'm going to do something differently? It all starts with saying, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you get fired. What does that mean? That means the door is opening for you and you've outgrown that opportunity and there's something else for you. You can sit there and say, why I missed this job. You hated the job. You didn't like your boss. So why are we sitting here crying over that? So why don't you go look and see what it is that you're supposed to be doing? Because clearly you've outgrown that opportunity. And this happens with friends. We wonder why people fall out or why people don't agree with what we're doing. And I'm going to tell you, anytime you make moves, it's going to take loss. But that loss is not really loss, it's gain. And so, you know, whatever it is, just look at the situation. And if something that is bad happening to you, look at the good in it. Don't look at the bad, you know, because, yeah, it is bad. It is. A a, a poopy diaper is bad. But at the end of the day, you don't want that to stay in there, you know. And so (laughs) you just got to change your mind, you know, look at it differently, you know. I mean, it, it, you know, and, and that's life because with everything, especially change, it is painful. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. It hurts a lot, but it's necessary. In in all the different avenues of creation and impact and platforms that you're creating, is there is there one theme or does each one have its own kind of um, life, life force? Is, is it its own kind of organism? It's interesting because everybody thinks that, you know, I have a really hard time marketing because people say, Anika, you're too broad. Mm. My theme is change. Mm. And I don't, I don't want to be, you know, like everybody else and say change, you know, she's a change maker. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to help people get out of their own way. You know, I was a therapist for a long time. I was, my last job was in a substance abuse center. Mm. And, you know, as a case manager and therapist all these years, the one thing that I've realized, the one thing stopping people is their inability to change. You know, it's fear. It's, you know, well, what will happen? You know, my life was full of drama. I know how to get out of chaos. I don't know how to do normal. I don't know how to do the same thing every day. I don't know how to do something without a, a you know, ball dropping. And it, it we sabotage, you know, it's like we do what's comfortable and you have to just get out of your own way. And so in every project that I have, every conference that I have, and this is to everybody, hear me, This is a leadership conference that I'm doing. And my key now and my theme now is leadership. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to get people to understand is you don't have to be an executive of a corporation to be a leader. You could be a mom and be a leader. You could be a dad and be a leader. Because what we don't realize is that somebody is looking to you and leadership is influence. If you are influenced, the ant crawling up your wall, you're a leader because you're going to determine whether he makes it to the top and whether he lives or dies. (laughs) So, I mean... You know, we we think big and we always think, oh, I need this to be this or I'm not equipped yet or I need another credential or I need this. Stop discounting what you already have and just go out there and be better at what it is that you have and and excel. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of success. So I just focus on leadership, you know, and and building better, more effective leaders. Yeah, I love it. And I think um, what came to my mind is with church. Uh, I don't know how, if you go to church or lots of people yep. go to church. I was a life group leader. Wow. So, so <laughs> I love it because in church, I think a common 
challenge is people like expect the the pastor or the the leader of the church to do everything and they're just there kind of following and it's like no like you're a follower and you are a freaking leader like you you get to step up your leadership you get to lead small groups you get to volunteer you get to take the lessons back to your own life and bring it to your own community and your own people and your own family if all you're leading is your own family, then you are a freaking leader, you know, like, yeah, that's what it is. Lead off. That's a full-time job. I mean, (laughs) you know, keeping your household together is a job. And, you know, I speak out about being a recovering single mom because Mm. it's a mindset, you know, and a lot of people don't give credit where credit is due. It's extremely stressful to have everything on your back. You know, the money coming in the house, the decisions, you know, the influence, the mindset, because the things that we say to our kids impacts our kids. And I'm going to tell y'all, I failed. Because I talk to my kids, I tell them all the crazy, I tell them all the good, all the bad. I'm real with my kids. But what I started realizing is that as negative as I was, it was was bleeding into them. And so it's a lot of pressure. And especially I was a life group leader Mm -hmm. at a time when people didn't agree with divorce and all these things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the single moms group had this stigma, like we were broken people. And the way people would look at us when we walked into church, I don't know if they knew they were doing it but they were doing it. And for 10 years, I didn't go to church because of uh, the pastor asked me if I was going to marry the father of my my child. And I said, he's abusive. I'm not getting into a situation just because I had a baby out of wedlock. I'm trying not to, to duplicate cycles. You know, yes, I have one cycle, but that doesn't mean you just make it worse because that's what it says you're supposed to do. You know, I wanted to heal, you know, and I'm not going to let you put me in a trap. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't go to church for 10 years. And then finally, somebody invited me and my kids loved it. And I started going. And despite the way people judged me, I knew God. And I was like, listen, I may be mad at you, but I need you, you know. And I started off as a life group leader. And then I became another life group leader. And then they gave me a seat at the table in the leadership, in the women's leadership sector of the church. And I go to a mega church. And I kind of forced respect, you know, Mm. but in doing that, it made me do the work. Mm. It made me stop blaming everybody else and look at me Mm. and, and, and fix what was wrong with me. Because as a leader, if you are imperfect and if you are negligent, it is going to bleed on your followers. And those people that were coming every Wednesday night were followers. And it's not about them being followers of me. They're Mm. following Christ, but Christ uses people. And whoever you believe in, they use people. And so what you have to understand is you're blocking somebody's blessings if you're not answering your calling. As we lead families, when you are a man and you are a husband and you are supposed to do the things that you believe that the Bible says or whatever the book you read is supposed to do, then that's your job as a leader. If you have a company, an organization or whatever it is. It's up to you. And if you are not doing that effectively, then you are responsible for the fail of everybody up under that. And as I started my business and and realizing I've always been a leader and I didn't know that. My last summit, I had the question that I love to ask people, are leaders born or made? Mm. And you look at the sequence of how you're born in your family, you know, whether you're the first child, second child, there's always this responsible one. There's always the one that gets in trouble and gets away with it. There's always all these other things, right? And so when we break it down to what leadership means, it's innate, Mm. you know, and yes, you can be a better leader. You can build on it, or you can just conform and just stay in your little comfortable spot your whole life and just never even tap into it. But it's our duty 
to do, you know, self-development, professional and personal development to, to build that and, and make it evolve with the times because people are looking to us. We are the example. Monica, you are just like bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. <laughs> I'm just like in awe. It's just in here. It's just like, ah. <laughs> so, so powerful. Um, I want to dive into abundance because I know that's like a big freaking focus. Um, I got let's, chills. Let's, I got let's chills. talk. Let's talk about it. Where, why did abundance become important for you? My husband said it to me. Um, when he asked me to marry him, I thought he was crazy. And he was like, you're this powerful woman. You're, you know, a, a godly woman. You're in church. You know, you have a business. You, you survived all these things. You've raised these kids like you're a force. And he was like, you need to expect abundance because he was mm-hmm. like, I want to do this for you and that for you. I'm like, nobody's ever done anything for me. And that doesn't happen to people like me. Mm-hmm. And he just kept telling me to expect it. And when things started turning around in my life, honestly, it started feeling like an out of body experience. You know, when people started calling me to be a part of the conference, when people started saying yes to my podcast, when I started getting clients, when you have come from a life of trauma, Mm. it is extremely eerie to step into excess to success. When you, you know, have always had negative things in your life, when you have always had negative people in your life and then people want to invest in you. Because I hate to break it to you. If you own a business, you are your brand. So I'm saying you, not your business. People are investing in you. And so when those things started happening for me, I was like, oh, I want, I couldn't run. Like, where do you run to? You know, I'm a runner. I'm I'm quick. Y'all, if y'all see red flags somewhere, y'all see Nico with his Nikes on going, (laughs) I'm out. But, you know, I couldn't run. I couldn't go anywhere. I created this and it was like, okay, well, this stuff is happening and life is turning around for me. And that's abundance. Mm. And so now I want people to change their expectations. Hold on. Here we go. Bam. Mm. Change Mm. your expectations. Because the whole key to abundance is that you have to expect the unexpected. Because when we set out to do something, if you try to control it, you will ruin it. But Mm. if you expect the unexpected, it'll be more abundant than you ever set out for it to be. Mm. And so now my word of the year, and I posted it the other day, 2020, my word of 2020 is abundance. I expect abundance. I expect to live in a better house than I lived in. I expect to think more, you know, do more, help more, you know, thrive, be healthier, you know, just think differently. And that's a, that's a matter of growth. You know, hopefully you're building in your life and you're not going backwards. I hope you're not regressing, Mm -hmm. but abundance is simple. You know, know it really is. What is the difference between expectation and attachment for you? Mm. Attachment is a negative word for me. (laughs) Because with, you know, Anissa, what she was talking about when you're abused, you know, whether sexually, physically, financially, whatever it is, um, attachment has a negative connotation. Mm. Um, Maybe because I'm a therapist brain. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. But attachment can be bad because if you don't have boundaries with it, it can become uh, addiction or it could become abusive. So I I don't like to tell people to get attached to anything. If you're attached to anything, be attached to yourself and your faith. Aside from that, do not attach to anything because people will always let you down. Don't attach to people. You can associate with people. You can have friends. You can build relationships, but don't attach to things, to people. And then things is even worse. Do not attach to things. You know, yes, we may love our favorite shoes or our jacket or our car or, our, you know, whatever. 
hair. Look, I cut my hair. I put a wig on. Whatever. I'm not attached, you know. And it's really not attached, y'all. Anyways, I, I give that joke all the time because people are like, "Nika, is that you?" But <laughs> attachment is bad. Don't, don't, don't attach. I'm gonna give you this word, Chris. Yeah. Commit. Mm. Don't attach. Mm. Commit. There is a huge difference between attachment and commitment. Mm. And if you're gonna do anything, let it be commitment, not attachment. Woo. Woo. Ooh. Okay. So I want to dive into this conversation of abundance. What what gifts gifts did you have to recognize within yourself to start activating abundance? How did you how did you show up and serve and give and contribute to activate abundance? And how do you how do you plan on doing even more this year? Well, it started with me being the life group leader. Um, I started, people kept saying to me, you know, why are you always there? And I would go to church as much as I possibly could, because for one, it was a safe place for my kids. Mm. It was also very social. So I knew the children that they were with, the parents that they were with, whenever they had an event, whether it was a women's conference or a study group or whatever, the one thing that I've been through, I have PTSD, depression, anxiety, and I got diagnosed with ADHD at 21, y'all, but let me tell y'all, use it to your benefit. Um, <laughs> People are like, you're all over the place. I'm like, it works. Um, it's seriously, I don't have any sense, Chris, in case you haven't noticed. Um, what I started doing is um, abundance. You said that, right? Is that what I'm answering? Yep. Yep. Okay. What I started doing was giving my time. Mm. If you don't have money to give, there's always something that you can give. I've always given clothes food, mm. cooking for people, time, because when you give your time, that is the most expensive gift you can give anybody. Mm. And so I started giving my time. And what was happening was that being of service to other people, it allowed me one to see that my problems weren't as big as I thought they were. It allowed me to see that other people have problems too. And it also allowed me to have you know, gratitude and faith and poise, you know, being able to, to light, lighten somebody's day or solve a problem for them that they can't solve. Cause when you're in a crisis, you can't see the light mm. and, and people need that. And I've always been that type of person that loves to be there for somebody in crisis. And, mm. you know, even in my business, you know, when you're running a business, if you, you know, you got these, for instance, my conference, you got you got a conference, but you need butts and seats. You know, mm -hmm. when when people are in something and they're emotionally attached to it, being able to to put that fire out for them. You know, I just took what I was doing in my old life and I changed the narrative just a little bit, but applied the same concepts and formulas. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And that's the that's the barrier that a lot of people have is that they're not conceptual and they can't grasp concepts. And life is about formulas. And all you do is take the same formula and you just apply it to a different concept, tweak it just a little bit, and you step into abundance. Mm -hmm. Because if it's, if it's business, if it's action, if it's service, whatever it is, it's going to grow mm -hmm. and it's going to magnify as long as it has um, honest and authentic, authentic intentions. Yeah. If it's negative, mm -hmm. then you're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's... It's just, it's a matter of just giving, yeah. give your time, give your energy, give your expertise, give and stop being a taker. Mm. What, what do you want to accomplish with these conferences? I want to dive into that more and what, what people can expect when they, when they go to them. Let me tell you, my goal is to close the gap. Mm. There is a gap between people in need of services 
and people who provide services. Mm. And as a case manager, I've always been a person that goes in people's homes. And so it was hard to start this virtual business. I'm like, what is this? And how do I reach people? Mm. And even in uh, Alabama, my first conference, I went to um, a junior league of Montgomery uh, event and I was handing out flyers and these women tell me we're not on social media. I'm like, uh Oh, I mean, there's a gap. <laughs> there's a gap of people in the community that we're not reaching, wow. you know, and out here as we do all this marketing on social media, we put all our emphasis on that. There's still people. There's still people out there that need us. Mm. And so what I hope to do is collaborate with organizations, with, you know, membership networks, with universities, with military members and, and veterans and, and people that, you know, are affiliated that are trying to transition into civilian life or business or whatever it may be. People that want to go back to school, people that just need inspiration, education and need to be able to touch tangible people because we're virtual. We're out here. We can. We can post all day long, but people need to touch. They need embrace. They need feel. They need to to know that we exist, that we're real, that we're not just YouTubers or Facebook famous, you know, and they need that human connection. And so what I'm hoping to do is to take it off the computer and bring it live to people. And that's why I made a tour. You know, because I really want people who are doing things, you know, I love to hear the adversity, the stories about people who decided to write a book because they were, you know, in prison or something, because people really expect people like us to fail. You know, if you look at me and say, oh, you were pregnant, you know, as a teenager, you've been raped three times. I, I mean, that's my reality, but it's not who I am anymore. You know, I used to associate with my diagnoses and I don't associate with them anymore because I don't have time for that. Mm. So at the end of the day, I want to bring us to people. I need people to know that we are real and that we care. It's mm. not about just being out here and saying, hey, look at me, I'm on stage. Look, it, I'm all this. That's not my mission. Mm. My mission is the, that person that's living in her car like I did two years, three years ago, mm. living in their car with their kids, you know, trying to get enough money to put a deposit down on an apartment. You know, everybody looked at me when I walked in the church and people knew my situation and still didn't help. You know, I want to reach those people who are dreamers, who are like, hey, I got a great idea, but I just need some help. I just need somebody to listen to me for a minute. You know, I just need a chance. I want to be that. My goodness. And I feel like it can happen the most in person because it's it's so easy to hide when we're using yes. technology. It's so easy to isolate, to, to pretend like we're alone. Nobody understands us. Oh, it's it's great for them to share on stage or on, on a webinar swipe. or whatever it might be. But like when we can get in person, there's nowhere left to hide. And it's like, all right, well, I'm in the room. I might as well go up and talk to Annika because she's like right there on the stage. Like, let's do it, you know? <laughs> yep. And that's the thing. People swipe, you know, as long as we're on the computer, they can swipe, you know, they can mm. dismiss, mm. they can dismiss it, act like it doesn't exist. But I call everybody to action to take your mask off. Mm. Be real. Man, um, I want to know, because you do these, these live events, you're doing these conferences, and you're also kicking butt with the strategy of online marketing, doing virtual summits, like, like what? Like you, you got both, you got the in-person and you got the online stuff. Like, I'm wondering, how did you pick up these social media skills and marketing skills? Like you were like so fast. It's just being a brainiac and also being broke. You know, it's like, I was, I was sitting there and I'm starting this stuff. Right. And I'm like, okay. And so the online summit was an accident. 
it happened because my husband got deployed and I had to reschedule all my live events. Mm -hmm. And so I had an event in Atlanta, Houston and San Diego and I had to push them back. And I was like, well, I have a huge gap here, but there's still a need. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I need 50 women to do an online summit. And before I knew it, I was recording for two months, had 50 women and we did an online summit. And people always say, Nika, why couldn't you do like 10, 20? Because that's just not me. I just, I gotta, I gotta dream it and I have to believe it. And I'm that type of person that I'm extremely loyal Mm -hmm. And if I tell you that I'm going to do something, I'm going to show and prove. I just, but I have to, the way that I negate my fear is by committing. Mm -hmm. If I commit to something, Mm -hmm. I will kill myself to see it through. And, and no matter what it is that your faults, your needs, your, your weaknesses are, you got to just challenge them because you know how you are and you have to get out of your own way and sign up for stuff. Cause when I saw this, I was like, y'all want me to talk for an hour? I don't know if I could. And I signed up and I was like, I guess I'm doing it now. (laughs) No, it's, it just gotta show up, you know, and it's scary. People think that we're not nervous. I've Mm. been a mess all day. You know, I hate lives, believe it or not, Chris, I'm very shy. No, I don't. No, I love behind the scenes. I can whip something. I can do a program. I could be in 10 places, have 10 screens all day long. But y'all say, Nika, come on camera. And I'm like, uh-uh. you know, because I used to be so self-conscious. And mm. believe it or not, I was a musician and I dropped out in my junior year of college because I had performance anxiety. Wow. I played clarinet for 20 years was amazing. But when I would get on stage, I would have panic attacks. And mm. I didn't know then that they were panic attacks. And even now. But that's why I tell people, don't think that we're perfect. Don't think that we have it all together. We just are crazy enough to believe that we can do it. (laughs) That's the only difference. I love it. I want to. I want to talk about um, when you work with clients, like one on one. I know uh, the title of activation ambassador. I want to. I want to hear more about what that that means. Where did that come from? Because I'm a Christian, I can't say what it means, but it means putting fire up under your butt. <laughs> I, I make you activate. You have to activate. And I do, you know, life coaching, business coaching and events. And so Dillis has been my, she's my business bestie. And I've been, I always come to her. I'm like, Dillis, I need to like rebrand. What do I do? And she's always coming up with these things. Cause the latest one, I was like, I think I'm gonna do emotional intelligence leadership. And she's like, you're a practitioner. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> that's why I say people don't, don't look for my name. Cause who knows what it is today. But I, you know, being a correction officer for 10 years and, you know, even when I was four, I told my mom I wanted to be a boss. I've Mm. always been bossy. And I finally figured out that it could work because people listen to me, except my kids, but, and my husband. But, (laughs) you know, I was like, okay, so this way as an activation ambassador, I am challenging you. Like, don't come to me telling me that you want to do something because Mm. I'm going to make you do it. Like, don't give me the hymns and the haws and the the reasons why. If, If you're ready, I can show you, I can teach you, I can walk you through it, but you better be ready to activate because, you know, I have people who tell me, hey, Nika, I want to do an event. Don't tell me because I'll make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful what you ask for. And it all comes from from my faith because God, you know, I I talk to God and he does something. He shows it to me. I'm like, that's not what I meant, God. But okay, I guess I'm doing it now. (laughs) Now I do it to people because he has a sense of humor. And and so I just challenge people because when you when you do something that you think that you couldn't do, Mm. it changes you. And so I try to be that change for people. You know, if they come to me and say, hey, Anika, I need to develop a website. All right, we got a website. Hey, Anika, I want to start a podcast. Hey, Anika, I want to write a book. I'm that person that if I don't know how to do it, I'll either find out or I will refer you to somebody that can. But I don't want anybody to be left unheard. 
there's nothing worse than being misunderstood or unheard or dismissed. And I, I, I read it, that in your intro being like kind of left out of life. What, what does that mean? Like, what, where does that come from? I was bullied my whole life. Um, I was a beauty queen at the age of eight. I was the first African-American um, beauty queen in Utica, New York. Um, never say that again. I grew up in upstate New York and my mom put me in beauty pageants, you know, to boost my self-esteem when my parents got divorced. And then when I was in uh, 11th grade, I got a modeling contract. And I'll never forget that they told me that I was a full size, a full figured model. And back in 1998, that wasn't cute. <laughs> and I've, I've always been bigger than my mom and my brother. I've always been a different complexion than my parents. When we moved from New York to Florida, people picked on me. They picked on the way I dressed, the way I talked. Um, I never fit in. These people went to school together from elementary school to high school. They had cousins and things. And I just never fit in. And I was a brainiac. I was an IB when, you know, black kids weren't an IB. So I was never black enough to be black and never, you know, I was too dark to be white. I never really fit in. I was a band geek. You know, I was just that person that, you know, kind of just stuck up under my mom, you know, because I didn't ever fit in. I wasn't really interested in what a lot of people were doing and, and knew that it wasn't right. So didn't want to conform. But I, then I was like, OK, but I'll never belong. Mm. And so now raising my kids and now being who I am today, even, you know, with my marriage and the things that people suggest that I do, I finally last year woke up and decided that I'm okay being a unicorn. That I'm, I'm Anika. Like, that's it. And who cares what you think about it? Who cares what anybody thinks about it? I got one judge. And it's not a matter of ego. I always used to think that being confident, you know, I used to see people that were cocky and it was not a turn on. So I've never, I've always been humble. But now I make no apologies for being who I am. And that's what I want people to feel. I want people to understand that you don't owe anybody anything, you know, and be comfortable in your own skin, be comfortable in your own house and in your own community. And if you're not comfortable, then you need to make changes because you need to stop letting everybody else make you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else and create your own path. Why weren't you satisfied with just one business model? Well, that was not my fault. My husband, it was his dream. <laughs> it was his dream to do real estate. And so all of a sudden, last December, we're in this real estate thing and we're flipping our first house and we're about to put it on the market. And I'm going to tell you, first of all, I never do one thing. So it's kind of, it's his fault, but it's my norm. Um, I learned so much because, you know, I finally realized that our lives are so symbolic to rehabbing a house. You have an old foundation that you rip apart to take the, the, um, the imperfections away. And then you build on top of that mm. and then you make it look really pretty. And then you, you set it up and you, you present it to the world and say, Hey world, here's the new house, take it or leave it. What are you going to bid it on it? You know, mm. what, what are you going to pay for it? And it's really symbolic of how we are. You know, we go to therapy, we go get our hair cut, you know, we, we work out, we do all these things to perfect our appearance, but is your foundation, is the core, is it right? Are your morals and values, are they right? So, you know, what's interesting is that from the business model of the real estate, even the business plans and all those things, it's symbolic to the same things we do. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, stop getting multiple educations, all these places, and just apply the same practices and principles, mm. because a lot of it is the same. And so 
I like doing that because I can be the artistic side because I can't draw to save my life. So I just, you know, I can pick out a, a fixture. I could do paint. I could, you know, pick windows and I could do that. And it's fun because, you know, our team, we go into these trash houses. We videotape it. You don't even want to see it. We have a blast. It's hilarious. <laughs> but then, you know, you see the deconstruction and it's ugly. You know, you're going through something, you're ripping it apart. You walk in this house for nine months and it's a mess. But then, you know, they put the paint on the outside and they get all the drywall up and you walk in it and it's a whole new field and it's a whole new house and it's presentable. And I want people to understand that we are the same way. You may be under construction, but you are perfect. You are perfectly imperfect. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to sit and wait for the grand reveal. You can be who you are today in the process. Just give yourself credit for growing. If you, if you, you know, stunt your growth, that's your fault. But be hungry and, and dig and reach and don't be afraid to fire contractors. You know, you got a coach, you got a business coach, you got a therapist, you got somebody. Don't be afraid to fire what doesn't work and create your own team to build you up because you are in control of who has access to you. Don't be afraid to deny access. You need to say yes to some things and say no to other things and be confident in your intuition. I want to talk about that. I love that because I think some people can have some difficult times with boundaries when when we're aspiring to so much and (laughs) when we're aspiring to so much and going after these big dreams and goals. uh, On one hand, the philosophy is to say yes to as much as you can to to grow as quickly as you can. And on the other hand, it's like say no to the things that don't align and that kind of stuff. What's your philosophy around saying no and boundaries? Let me tell you something. Um, I have this one, Monica Zimmerman, she was on my podcast and she was like, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And every time we said anything, Monica would say boundaries. And it was, it was in my construction phase. And I used to never say no because I was a people pleaser and I have graduated. Yes. I'm not a people pleaser anymore. And so now, you know, it's, for one, like people say no to me when people tell me they're not interested in my conference or they don't believe in something. I cried the first couple times because that people pleaser was disappointed. Like, you don't get it. You don't see it. Like, <laughs> really? But then, you know, the more that I said no and the more that I learned to create boundaries in my life, you know, there are a lot of people that don't understand that I'm an entrepreneur. I am not a stay at home mom. Mm. I am working. Yep. <laughs> so yep. I, I. I learned that no is like the best word ever. (laughs) And now I get excited to say no. I'm like, nope, nope, no, no, no. You know, and I love it. And, you know, I I used to say yes and I used to overcommit. And that is the worst thing in the world because you don't want to let anybody down. But you need to be transparent with people because even in your no's and your yeses, don't be afraid to tell them exactly what you think or feel because a lot of times you can adjust and adapt the relationship or what you get out of it. You know, you don't really owe an explanation, but if it's something that you're interested in or the relationship with the person of what they're offering, feel free to tell them why, you know, because I used to think that everything was definitive. And I used to feel like if I said no, I was chopping off a bridge. You know, I'm like, you know, especially as a single mom, you don't want to burn bridges because you never know when you're going to need somebody. You never know if you're going to need somebody, you know, to pick up your kids or, you know, whatever, because you have a lot of needs. And so now, It's all in how you say no and, you know, just, you know, being authentic and and, and at least, you know, empathic, you know, don't be nasty about it, but don't be afraid to, to advocate for yourself. Right. 
Yeah, I think it's it's like respect people. Say I, I like come from love. Like I love you, but I'm a no on this. Thank you for asking. Love you. Best wishes with finding whoever you're looking for, whatever you're looking for. I know you'll you'll succeed with it. I'm a no. You know, and that way it's like, okay, well they they said no, but. I mean, come on, how they did it, it feels, feels good, you know, like they want me to succeed with it. Uh, I think a lot exactly. of people can get uh, like awkward around it and mm-hmm. it's like, be like, hey, I love you. Let's be real. I'm a no. <laughs> Even if it's an approach, you know, because people come at you wrong. It's like, I like what they did, but they just came at me wrong. And yep. I tell them, I'm like, listen, you might do better if you say this, this and this. Yeah. And they get you, you get a lot of respect and a lot of relationships come from weird you know, weird initiations, you know, it's like, okay, I could not stand you when you walked up to me, but you're pretty cool. You know, it's like, you know, I'm glad I saw you again, you know, so don't be afraid to like shut the door automatically because you never know what it could be, but don't be afraid to go with your intuition. The one thing that I've learned is that I've always had good insight and I've always been intuitive. And I now know that I'm an empath, you know, I I never, there was no word for it. I was a softy and everybody yells at me because I cry at movies. Who cares? Shut up. But at the end of the day, I now know I'm an empath. And, you know, don't be afraid of that. But if you're an intuitive person and you have that feeling in your gut and you don't know why, who cares that you don't know why? Mm. If you look back in your life, the only bad things that ever happened to you was when you had a bad gut feeling. Mm. Learn from it. Because if you don't, that's insanity. Mm. Mm. I ain't going to repeat that BS again. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's talk about what you got coming up. And I know you got a billion and one things, but for, for what you got coming up, I want people to just be aware of it going into this 2020 to make it uh, like our best year ever to crush it and to plan for it. What do you got coming up? What kind of conferences, uh, people working with you? What, how can they do that? Tell us a little bit more about all the great stuff you got coming. So this year we have three conferences on the books. We've got Atlanta. Atlanta is in 30 days from today. If you are a woman in Atlanta, you better be in. I promise you it's at the Western Peachtree downtown. We have the Savannah Ballroom and it's going to be awesome. We've got a VIP networking event with some awesome sponsors, speakers. And we have a couple of partnerships with some huge organizations that I cannot say quite yet. But you're going to want to be there. You're going to want to photo ops we have an app that will be launching this week um we also will be in tallahassee march 26th and 27th and san diego april 3rd and 4th and coming soon chicago houston and vegas and (laughs) and chris has inspired me to go co-ed for vegas and i was born in vegas y'all so i'm bringing it home so we will have an epic leadership conference coming in vegas sometime this year so in the meantime we'll have a couple of online summits you know in between because i'd love to do you know a couple events couple online just a few you know gotta keep the party going and then my (laughs) podcast we're launching podcast panels i'm bringing the podcast panels back this year we're gonna have some awesome topics so i got my va working on that now so it's gonna be fire this year. Ooh, shoot. And and tell us a little bit more about who specifically should be coming to these events, should be uh, contacting, connecting with you. Who's the right people to take those next steps? If you are an influencer, 
a leader in your home, you're a mom, if you're a grandma, a wife, an auntie, if you are in business, if you are in real estate, if you're a broker, if you are a uh, life insurance or anything of that nature, if you are a professor or a teacher, if you're in corporate and you want to get out, if you are a visionary and you just need to be in a room with like-minded boss chicks, you need to be there because what I want everybody to understand is that you need a village. And we got some people that are going to tell stories about how they came from the streets, how they came from crack, how they came from places that you wouldn't think of when you look at them. And you're going to be in a room of authentic, real individuals, just loving healing and dealing. We're going to have business tips. We're going to have business tools. We're going to have vendor tables. Every speaker gets a vendor table at my events. That way you can follow them to the table and get a you know, photo op. You can give them your email address. You can have many sessions. And in our networking event, it's three hours where we sit and talk, share business cards. This is not just a conference. It is a movement. And most of our women, you know, we have the COO of Pace Center for Girls, which is a transitional program for girls that are in trouble. You know, we've got some people who are authors, who are podcasters, some women who run domestic violence shelters. I mean, we have people from the financial district. It's, 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 it's for everybody. If you need a boost, if you need a push, if you just want to be with some good energy and you're not even in business, you don't care to be, we don't care. Just come. We just love to create a safe space for people to deal, heal, and grow. Mm. And so if you're a woman, you can come to those events. And if you're a man, get ready for the co-ed because when I tell you the more men like you are me, I'm like, I can't keep doing this just for women because I want to push the men. And I had started a men of impact, but we had to change the name because of copywriting. So y'all it's women influ action. So, you know, Chris is like, what is that word? M for influence or M for impact flu for fluence. And we take action mm. with an X. Mm. So it's coming around the world y'all. So Anika, you're freaking a powerhouse. Tell them how they can do it. What What is the website? How do they find you on social media? Bring it. On social media, you can look up Anika Wilson or Women of M Flu Action. You can also look up Women of Impact in some places, but we're trying to get rid of that. But just know it is us. And um, also the website is uh, Women of Impact CS dot com mm. and we're on facebook instagram if you google nobody greater llc which is my company we are all over the place so just just tune in anika you are a powerhouse thank you so much for bringing the heat today oh my gosh like i'm just so fired up so inspired you're just an amazing amazing human being stoked to connect to to meet in person to keep this fire going like all your conferences just massive massive blessings and appreciation for everything that you're doing for all the women who are going to be there all the future men who will be impacted That's right. and uh, just like all the work that you're doing is, is so powerful so keep up the freaking heat girl Thanks, Chris, and thank you for what you do. And I'm so glad that I got to meet you and cannot wait to meet you in Vegas. Yes, we're doing it. <laughs> I'll see you soon, okay? <laughs> All right, thank you. Peace. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. 
Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>